BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Everybody all across the country, thanks for hanging with us for Hour 2 of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate you being here. We have much to discuss. First hour, we got deep into the sudden withdrawal of masks and even some vaccine mandates just in time for the state of the union clay and i are just shocked nobody could oh actually wait no we both anticipated you all anticipated it was so obvious wasn't it that this is what they were going to do um we'll come back to that in the uh, in the third hour bit some more here but where this all goes also biden poll numbers just plummeting like a stone in a pond friends we know that's not going to stop likely anytime soon but right now on ukraine yeah, I just want to want to give you a, a few words of of caution if you're paying close attention, as many people are to this issue. If you are particularly uh, transfixed as part of the news cycle on what's happening over there, I started my career in the CIA Iraq office as an analyst. And what you may find uh, noteworthy about the history of such a position is that that was also an office, or the CIA was certainly very much at the center of the storm around WMD in Iraq and those political debates and what was going to happen when we invaded Iraq and will we be greeted as liberators and and all the rest of it, right? And here's what I can tell you, having spent time analyzing, years of my life analyzing, and then even time in country uh, about Iraq and Afghanistan, there's always a lot of stuff you can't anticipate a lot of stuff you don't know and many things that will come out of nowhere and surprise people, even those who think they are the most well-informed, have access to the best information and so forth. I bring this up just because on this Ukraine conflict, it is very difficult right now to sift out what is meant for morale, perhaps, for one side or the other, versus what is factual. There are memes and deep fakes and all kinds of things Flying around the Internet, it turns out, for example, that the Snake Island sailors who had that very amusing and stirring line about um, bleep you Russian warship, uh, they surrendered. 
and were taken into custody. I don't even know if the audio was real or not, but the point is they surrendered, which I think was the right move under the circumstances, too. I'll just add that. Uh, they were completely outgunned on an island. They can't fight back, so what are they really going to do by fighting at that stage? But anyway, point being, there's a lot of information that's reported on that is not true and that ends up being either put out intentionally by one side as fake or Steven Seagal, for example, is not, in fact, fighting alongside, not that we ever said this, but is not, in fact, fighting alongside um, the Russians. And this did get out there. a bit. That would be amazing, by the way, if he had been. I mean, you know, his Aikido is pretty impressive, but uh, I, I think he's a little little uh, past his past his period for this kind of. This kind of a fight. But yeah, no, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Anyway, the point being, he's not involved. So I just I just wanted to urge that note of caution. And and here's Clay, I want to turn this turn this to you because people keep asking me, where do I think this is going? What's gonna happen? No one knows, including Vladimir Putin, what this looks like in a week. So this is a this is a highly dynamic situation. There are arguments being made right now that the Ukrainians are just kicking Russian soldiers' asses all over the country fighting much better. That may entirely be true. I'm just urging hold and wait before you come to conclusions because the narrative also starts to push policy decision-making. The narrative starts to be, oh, well, if only we gave more munitions or if only maybe we gave more training or did something else, we could push this thing to its terminus very quickly. You know, there's also the concern about Russian nuclear weapons. Clay, everyone needs to watch this with a very skeptical eye in terms of the reporting i'm rooting for the ukrainians to expel the russians obviously people want russia to stop this war of aggression fine but there's a lot of reporting out there that turns out to not be true no doubt here's what we know to be true the russian stock market is closed today that's significant because of all the pressure that is coming to bear on an economic level on russia based on sanctions that are being put in place the ruble the Russian currency was down 20% in trading today. Interest rates over doubled from 9% in Russia to 20%. Uh, and just in uh, the, the last 30 minutes or so, the New York Times has reported that the World Cup, FIFA, is banning Russia from participating in the World Cup this is significant because the World Cup is taking place in November of this year, and Russia was in the process of trying to qualify as a part of a European group, and several of the other teams that they were scheduled to play against said, we won't play against Russia while this invasion is going on. Okay, big picture question that I have for you, Buck. You've done so much of this game theory, strategizing, sitting down and trying to analyze where things go. If, if, and again... We stress if. If Russia is truly struggling, which there does seem to be evidence that they are, in their efforts to take over uh, Ukraine, maybe more so than they anticipated, taking more losses, having heavier uh, resistance than they, than they would have anticipated. Are you at all nervous that Vladimir Putin becomes enraged over being embarrassed? and decides that he has to take this to the next level psychologically, trying to get into his head. In other words, a lot of people out there have heard, just, just take it outside of Russia and Ukraine. It's not uncommon, unfortunately. Two guys get in a fist fight. One guy gets his ass kicked. 
Sometimes that guy then decides to accelerate it by bringing a weapon, right? Bringing a weapon, a knife, a gun to try to get back over the ass kicking that he took in that fight. Everybody has heard and or seen a situation like that. Maybe you bring in other people to try to kick that guy's butt because you're embarrassed by what happened to you. You are the big bully and the big bully gets whipped. Are you at all concerned that Vladimir Putin in that analogy could be the big bully that is starting to get his nose bloodied? And when that happens, that he decides to accelerate rather than dial back the levels of aggression that he's committed so far? Yeah, I'm very concerned that what you're going to see is the frustration of this Russian blitzkrieg. And we've been using that term on this show, stretching back for weeks that that was. And that is what we've seen. You could really call it a limited blitzkrieg. It was supposed to be very fast, overrun them using only a portion, though, of the Russian forces that had gathered around Ukraine's borders, maybe about you know, 20% or so, 10 to 20%. And the frustration could become such that they decide to be much more severe. Right now, they're pretty much going, and again, I stress, we're relying, there are some people we're in contact with and we're seeing reporting from in Ukraine, which is very helpful. We're relying on very imperfect information. Ukraine's a very large country. There's fighting going on all over the country. So that's why people that have, Avoid simplistic narratives about what's going on with this is really what I was trying to tell you, because I've seen this play out before in other contexts. And that's what I'm trying to tell everybody listening. And I would I would say there may be a massive escalation in his willingness to have civilian casualties. There's already been dozens of them uh, civilians killed that we know of. But this could rapidly escalate. He wanted to avoid that because I think the strategy was clearly over on the armed forces, have them capitulate, have the have the Ukrainian government flee with its tail between its legs, install the puppet and then deal with the like, I believe that the Donbass region is now effectively by Putin considered Russian Federation for that. That is Russian soil. They've given out Russian passports. Now, the international community can say no to that. But look at Crimea. We didn't really do very much about that. What about everything between the capital and the Donbass region? I think they're hoping to seize critical infrastructure and create what they'll call a peacekeeping operation, even after they've started the war or some kind of stability operation pending negotiations with the central government where they have a gun to the head of the central government in Ukraine saying, agree to all these things while we have this area that's under our uh, de facto control. That's what I think happens. But Clay, to your point. I've seen reports that there have been a few thousand Russian casualties. That seems very high to me. That that seems not particularly credible at first glance. Again, I don't know. I'm not there, and I don't have access to the to the high side, to the classified side anymore. So you know, I'm just going on news reports like other people are. Um, but Putin on the on the caged or rather cornered Putin point, not caged, the opposite of caged, on the cornered Putin point. This is a vicious guy who, if you see what he was willing to do in Chechnya. And you see the lengths he's willing to go to against his enemies, whether it's dioxin poisoning against a Ukrainian politician about a decade ago, uh, the polonium poisoning of the Russian defector in the UK. Uh, th- there is a savagery that he will be willing to unleash here. I don't think he goes nuclear, but he also knows that's always in the back pocket and in the back of our minds. I don't think that will ever happen. I pray to God that will never happen. But a massive escalation of violence against civilians here to achieve his ends of control of Ukraine. That's what I think we could see in the days and weeks ahead. And I don't think everyone's psychologically prepared for that who's watching this, because right now it feels like the Ukrainians are just 
whooping the Russians. That's what that's the sense you get from the media. Another discussion I want to have, and I'll I'll tee us up when we come back on this Ukraine situation. Is it possible that Vladimir Putin is becoming so weakened? And again, based on the fact that certainly Russia has not been able to rapidly take control over Ukraine. That in his homeland, where there is a run going on right now on ATMs, where the ruble has collapsed by 20% overnight, where the stock market was not even able to open, is it possible that Vladimir Putin himself could be facing severe potential danger in his own country, dealing with his own power? Could this blow up on him in a way that maybe most of us did not anticipate because of the failures that he's seeing in Ukraine and the uniform response that we are now seeing from the rest of the world, so to speak, as it pertains to economic restrictions, in particular, Buck, on all of these oligarchs who are billionaires who are suddenly afraid, uh uh-oh, people may be coming after our assets in some of these other countries. How much pressure might we see there? I think that's a really intriguing question, too. We'll answer that. Also, we should look at, Clay, what would Trump have done differently? Larry Kudlow has a fiery clip on that one. Fantastic, uh, fantastic stuff. When it comes to men's underwear, we only make mention of Tommy John on this show because this is a company obsessed with making products that offer comfort and a great fit. When you're wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. With dozens of comfort innovations, once you've tried Tommy John, underwear in particular, you're never going back. They have innovations like a moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. That's why their products are so popular. And they pay attention to the little details, like making sure the fabric fits snugly on your legs, and the waistband is non-rolling and also the perfect fit. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Clay and I are probably two of them. I'm sitting here right now talking to you. Everyone listening, wearing a Tommy John hoodie. It's the most comfortable hoodie I own. I have three of them now. I absolutely love them. With over 17 million pairs sold, men across America love their Tommy John underwear, loungewear, all of their gear. Shipping and returns are free because every pair is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. Go to TommyJohn.com slash buck for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash buck. See site for detail. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. 
If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We've been talking a lot about Ukraine, a lot about the masking uh, sudden disappearance as we get closer to tomorrow's State of the Union address with Joe Biden. Um, And the American public, despite the fact that Democrats are trying to in some way argue that Trump is still colluding with Russia, They've so committed to that narrative that they aren't willing to actually recognize that it's completely untrue. But the American public, as we said, 62% of them believe, according to a Harvard-Harris poll, that there would not have been an invasion of Ukraine by Vladimir Putin if Donald Trump was still in charge. And 59% of them believe that Joe Biden's own weakness helped to lead Vladimir Putin into this charge. We're going to talk about uh, whether or not Putin himself could be under trouble going forward. But Larry Kudlow from CNBC actually spoke out on what he believes would have happened if Donald Trump were still in charge and this situation in Ukraine had arisen. He did a really good job laying it out. I believe this buck was at CPAC, if I'm not mistaken, where uh, Larry Kudlow was making this uh, analysis and discussion. Let's listen. Trump would have said Thursday, I am ordering my energy secretary to accept and authorize these LNG export applications. I am ordering my interior secretary to open up all federal lands to drilling and production. And I will encourage our great fossil fuel industry to open the spigots, make as much money as you can, hire as many workers as you will, pay them high wages as you must. And that's how we will defeat Putin and Russia. That's what Trump would have done. Would have done things differently, that's for sure. And I think even... Democrats would have to admit it. It would have been very different had Trump been the president up to up to this point, given what we've already seen from Vladimir Putin. Uh, the issue of of energy and energy security and the energy sector, I think, Clay, is something that now people see much more clearly. You know, we had the rising price at the pump. We've we've seen uh, the, the Biden administration day one, literally day one of the administration comes in, cancels the Keystone XL pipeline. Why? Doesn't stop it. It doesn't think about this, everyone. It doesn't even prevent if you are a climate change worshiper, it doesn't even prevent that oil from going to market. It just means it doesn't come through the U.S. And it's not something that we have access to more easily and will be uh, as part of the export. Of. They'll take it out west. They'll take it across Canada and sell, sell it to the uh, the Asian market across the Pacific. That's the, that's the likeliest scenario. 
So it doesn't even save the planet if they believe that. But yet here is Jen Psaki, who instead of just admitting what Larry Kudlow said is true, wants to remind everybody, yeah, we just need to, like, take more bicycles and, like, more windmills. Play <laughs> Energy <laughs> sanctions are certainly on the table. We have not taken those off. But we also want to do that and make sure we're minimizing the impact on the global marketplace and do it in a united way. I would say that the congressman's recommendations there, the Keystone Pipeline, was not processing oil through the system. That does not solve any problems. That's a misdiagnosis or misdiagnosis of what needs to happen. I would also note that on oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and we need to look at other ways of having energy in our country and others. Exactly the wrong lesson. This is like what this is what Democrats do over and over again. We have we have they have shut down oil production in in as many ways as they can. The Democrats have. It was obviously stupid, and now they're saying, "Well, just use less oil. Find a way to do that." No. Yeah, when you can't actually find a way to do that. And we need to have this discussion too, Buck, because there is an unwillingness right now to cut off Russian oil. And until we're willing to cut off Russian oil, we're basically fighting a battle with one hand tied behind our backs because Vladimir Putin is still getting the opportunity to bring in all of the oil and gas money that he already was. And if we are truly going to ratchet up pressure to him to a degree where he may start to feel some significant political pressure in his own country, we have to have oil and gas also included in the sanctions. Don't you wish fixing fixing your car was simple? Cars today have more tech built into them than ever. One thing's for sure, something's going to break at some point. That's why it's important to have a protection plan through CarShield. Whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles, CarShield has monthly coverage options for all budgets. And CarShield makes it so easy to get your car fixed. When you need covered repairs, you choose the mechanic you can trust, and CarShield administrators take care of the rest. Plans through CarShield even provide rental options as well as roadside assistance and trip reimbursement. Comes at no extra cost. Look, CarShield has helped millions of drivers. That's why they're America's number one auto protection company. And getting coverage is as easy as one, two, three. Get coverage today. Go to carshield.com slash clay and buck or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan. That's carshield.com slash clay and buck spelled all as one word carshield.com slash clay and buck or call 800-391-8888. A deductible may apply. It's a reckless and dangerous decision by Russia to put their nuclear forces on high alert. There's no reason for that. NATO is no threat to Russia. We don't see confrontation with Russia. NATO is a defensive alliance. What we do is to support Ukraine in their right to uphold their right to self-defense enshrined in the UN Charter. And of course, we are increasing the presence uh, of NATO troops, U.S. troops, all the European troops in the eastern part of the alliance to make sure that there's no room for any uh, miscalculation in Moscow about our readiness to protect and defend all allies. But this is defensive, so there's no reason for Russia to increase the readiness of their nuclear forces. A reckless and dangerous decision, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. We wanted to play him saying it for you, but I know that was a little, it's not that easy to make out at all. Uh, a reckless and dangerous decision by Russia to put their nuclear forces on high alert. Um, 
this was talked about quite a bit over the weekend, and this is the the ultimate the ultimate uh, stick that Putin is waving in the background here with all of this going on. The the biggest saber run can ra- uh, saber one can rattle um, is nuclear weapons and the possible deployment or use thereof. So we all know that Russia has a lot of nukes, and we know that Putin is right now in the most precarious position, at least in terms of the international community's view of Russia, that I think he's ever been in. And, Clay, I've got to say, you're seeing all this analysis of Putin might be crazy, Putin is erratic. Again, I don't tell you that I have all the answers here, and I think there are a lot of people running around acting like they do have the answers on this because I've just seen how people, very smart, very attuned people, get major foreign policy-related issues quite wrong. I think the foreign policy establishment in America has been pretty consistently wrong when there's consensus over the last 20, well, some would say the last forever, but certainly over the last 20 years, um, mostly in the Middle East and South Asia, but in other places as well. Um, I, I would be cautious about saying Putin's crazy. I, I think that that's something that uh, people might want to hear right now. Or maybe they don't because they're worried that that means he'll use nukes, but they think that there's no strategy behind this. He thought about this for a long time. I wouldn't I wouldn't comfort anybody by telling them Russia's plans have already fallen on the rock, so to speak, uh, have come apart on on the shoals. And maybe now it'll be a matter of days before he's retreating. He 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 knows he knows a lot about this region and has a pretty good understanding of what he's trying to accomplish. So I just I, I think people that say they're in Putin's head, Clay, I think they're going too far. I would I would caution against thinking that they know the mind of this man. One of the guys that's been the best, I think, at sharing information, Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, tweeted out in the last 30 minutes or so that based on what he is seeing and hearing, that now there is potentially going to be an old-school-style medieval siege of Kiev. Yes. Trying to cut it off that the attempt to just march the army right in and have all of the defenders lay down their weapons and effectively decapitate the government has not worked. But now you enter into a long-run siege. And I think that's an important, interesting discussion here, Buck, because then it gets into, uh, and Marco Rubio is asking this question too, how committed are all of these alliance countries that are supporting the resistance in Ukraine to helping to get material into Kiev to allow the fight to continue. Not ju- just, by the way, weapons, but also fuel, uh, food, everything that would allow a modern metropolis like Kiev is to continue. And to your point on Vladimir Putin's mental state, what I find most intriguing now is as things start to spin, I think it's fair to say a little bit out of control. Every day into the future gets harder and harder to predict. Is it possible when you look at the ruble dropping 20% with the Russian stock market being closed, interest rates doubling effectively overnight, and some of those oligarchs out there, the billionaires that have helped to support Vladimir Putin, is it possible that that economic pressure that's brought to bear starts to put Putin himself under pressure in his native country in a way he has not been in a long time. 
Uh, when you got everybody standing in line, Buck, trying to get cash out of the ATM because they're worried about whether the banks are going to have runs on them, uh, that is something where some of that quiet resistance that Putin has dealt with in the past could suddenly become more pronounced and more prominent. I think it's an intriguing thing to contemplate. I do. I've seen some analysis of this, and I, I would tend to agree with Putin could not survive this as an abject disaster where he's humiliated. Uh, I mean, his regime, his his power, I don't know if he could survive that back home. Although, if anyone could, it's Vladimir Putin, who is a true a true authoritarian, a true dictator. Um, but it certainly would rock his rule to its foundations. On the other hand, when we look at what's being done, I, I just I try to caution everybody because I can see this narrative of a a glorious Ukrainian resistance kicking Russian Russian soldiers butts all over the country and Putin's going to go back with his tail between his legs i think i don't know that underestimates the planning the will and the goals of Vladimir Putin in this situation i i just don't want to underestimate the opponent in this context. And I think people that are getting caught up in the, yeah, there's the ghost of Kiev, which apparently doesn't even, it's not even real. The fighter plane that's shooting down all these other planes, the snake Island situation, which turns out they actually surrendered it. There's all the, you know, all the, the grannies taking up arms. Okay, fine. You know, when that's true, that's one thing. Some of this stuff isn't even true. Do not underestimate Vlad. Look at what has happened over the last 10 years. Somehow this guy oversteps and gets what he wants time and time again. Maybe this is the turning point. Maybe this is where he gets slapped down. But the fact that we're not even willing to go after the Russian energy sector. That's the big issue. Here is a Ukrainian member of parliament, Alexei Goncharenko, who is calling for the embargo of Russian oil, saying, look, if you guys want to really hit Russia, you got to cut off their oil export. We need embargo on Russian oil and gas because now Russian oil and gas is full of Ukrainian blood. More than 350 civilians are killed. 16 children are killed. And their blood, their innocent blood, is inside Russian gas and oil. So embargo, ban on Russian gas and oil. That is something from moral point of view, but certainly from a practical point of view too. Because Russia is just a big gas station of the world. Two-thirds of their export is oil and gas. One half of uh, revenues of Russian state budget is gas and, air and oil. So let's stop it, and you, you will see that uh, Putin will surrender just in the days, and that will enormously help not only us, but the whole world. Half the budget of the Russian government comes from oil. Well, think about this. If you, now, China will still buy it. We know that, so they do have an outlet. And other people, you know, they're going to be black. There's going to be black market sales of oil, but clay... Eventually, the very uncomfortable conversation that's going to have to happen in this country if the government is really devoted to standing for the principle of democracy in Ukraine is, okay, we really want this thing to end. Do the American people want to see their gas prices go up 100% and all products along with it or 10% or 30% or whatever the number may be? Dramatic increase in prices and cost of living for all Americans to stand with Ukraine. Are people willing to do that? Do people want to do that? Is that in the interest of the American people? This is a, this is something you're going to have to think about, I think, uh, going forward. And I think we need to continue to hammer Democrats who allowed our own production of oil and gas to be dialed back down. We could, in theory, if we really got rolling, make up for much of the oil and gas that Russia would otherwise be providing to Europe around the world. We need to get Saudi Arabia, who we have 
decent relationships with to agree to pump more oil and gas. But yes, he's right. You can't win an economic embargo when you allow the most valuable asset of the country that you are economically embargoing to continue to be sold. And by the way, Buck, to continue to be sold at a higher and higher price because the price of gas is going up due to the crisis that's existing right now. This would be like someone like, I'm going to boycott, I'm going to boycott outkick.com. I'm only reading their sports coverage. Like, uh, yeah. well, that's not really going to do it. Uh, it is a unbelievable failure. Could be far more successful. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the Ukraine situation. And then at the top of the third hour, we are scheduled to be joined by Alex Berenson to discuss suddenly everything rolling back in terms of restrictions when it comes to COVID vaccine mandates as well as masks. But first, the value of our own freedom is as high as ever. We've watched brave citizens in Ukraine risking it all to preserve their own freedoms. America is a source of inspiration for many citizens worldwide aspiring to live a life with freedom and self-sufficiency. Our freedoms are defined in our Constitution, a timeless document guaranteeing and defining those freedoms. Understanding that document should be important to you and everyone in the nation. It certainly is to Hillsdale College. They've recently printed a million copies of our Constitution meant to share with you, me, and everyone out there who is interested. So why not do something good for yourself and your mind? Remind yourself how impactful our Constitution is. Get your own copy of the pocket-sized free Constitution from Hillsdale College. There's no cost even for shipping. Hillsdale has generous donors who've paid for it all. Simple for you to do. Using this website, get a copy of our Constitution into your hands. Clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. That's the website. Clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Go there today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. 
Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Welcome back into the Clay and Buck Show. Uh, We are going to talk about COVID, the numbers, the latest on it, the reopening, the State of the Union is imminent. Here's a preview. State of the Union is not good. <laughs> that's that's basically what you're going to pick up from tomorrow. They're not going to say that. Biden's going to say, we've made a lot of progress, but we got to do more, whatever. Um, but that's coming up. So a big week in politics, and, and we're still watching the Ukraine situation uh, very closely here. But um, we, we refuse to allow narratives that are a lie to just continue to grow and be pushed around, and particularly because... You could see they seized on this word of uh, or the the wording rather that Trump used in the interview that Clay and I did with him last week in Mar-a-Lago. They've seized on this to create this. Republicans are backing Putin. This is a lie. And Howard Stern, who I, I mean, I I never was a fan of his work. You do you would you say you liked his work? I I used to be impressed with Howard Stern's rebelliousness, and I enjoyed listening to some of his long form interviews. But since COVID started, he has been an abject embarrassment. The the Howard Stern of the 90s and the 2000s, the private parts Howard Stern, would despise what he has become. He is is, is now now the man. Yeah, he's a tool of the apparatus, the apparatus that he once proclaimed to be fighting against. And it's, it's actually sad on some level to watch it, but here he is going along with the talking point about Republicans. I hate the Soviet Union. I hate the communist regime. I always hated communism because it always turns into an autocratic situation like in China where they cut off your freedoms. I hate the, I hate the fact that I don't know what I used to love the Republicans and their stance was firmly anti-communist, firmly anti, you know, pro-capitalist, anti-communist and, and certainly a staunch defender of free people and free elections. Um, I voted for many Republicans. I don't see how I'll ever get back to that. Um, they've just totally disappointed me in their support of Vladimir Putin. The praise they heap on him, Trump's praise of Vladimir Putin. This guy's a f***ing animal. And he. I wish he was dead like I wish Hitler was dead. I, I, the, the Republicans do not support Vladimir Putin. I just, I don't know how much more we can we can scream this from the rooftops. Please stop. Repeating this lie, Libs and Howard Stern and whoever else, stop. The Republicans do not. Republicans are the ones who armed the Ukrainians so that they could actually fight back with Javelin anti-tank missiles. Trump sent sniper rifles and missiles, which is why you're seeing all the video of the wreckage of armored personnel carriers and tanks all over Ukraine right now. Obama's regime was too cowardly to do that. 
This is just further evidence of, as Rush would call them, the drive-by media. But the number of people that don't even read articles or don't do any research at all, it would be a fascinating story. If you're a kid out there and you're in college or you're in high school, you probably get some of these questions like I do, Buck, where people are thinking, hey, I want to do a paper on something interesting. So it'd be a fascinating story to examine. Our interview with Donald Trump on Tuesday and how quickly it was turned into the entire essence of that interview being, oh, Trump praised Vladimir Putin, which is not at all reflected in the interview. It reminds me a little bit of the very fine people lie, uh, which obviously took root and Biden used it as part of the justification for why he was going to run for president. I know a lot of you out there remember, but this lie that Trump praised uh, Nazi protesters, neo-Nazi protesters in Charlottesville, Virginia, when if you actually look at everything that he said, it was the exact opposite of that. And so it's amazing how quickly this is where Trump was correct. The fake news element of 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 our world will grab a 30 second clip. Remember, he talked to us for a full hour, talked to us for a full hour and really analyzed the Ukraine situation in an intelligent, I thought, manner. And they took a joke and a piece of sarcasm and an analysis of a tactical issue and turned it into an endorsement of everything Vladimir Putin was doing. And they're still trying to make that argument almost a week after our interview. It's amazing to see how there's no introspection ever, even about something as serious as this from the media. Also interesting, isn't it? How many times have you and I been asked, Clay, by these people who are commenting on this? Has anyone reached out to no. you from Politico or the Washington Post? You know, what did you take President Trump's opinion? You were in the interview. What, what, what did you? Of course not. I mean, not one person. I, I love that they're some right, some right wing show. Like we're like we're sitting by the side of the road somewhere with placards and trying to convince people the end is near as they drive by. Uh, it's the biggest radio show by audience, according to Nielsen in America. So I, I don't know. Maybe they should have some idea of what we're doing here and who who's actually talking to the former president. But can't expect the media to do their homework or be honest. And that's what we see from all of this. David in Minneapolis, Minnesota, wanted to get you in here. Hey, David. Putin's core, he, Putin's core, he's a an egomaniacal narcissist, and an egomaniac doesn't hate anything worse than being belittled, being made to seem small. The entire world is saying how impotent and pathetic he is, How, but more importantly, how pathetic his army is. And let's just be honest, guys, that army is an extension of Putin's uh, Johnson, and that's how he sees it. So you're undercutting him as a man and he's being boxed into a corner and if he does My, something the stupid tactically sorry. is try to surrender Ukraine that's going to be a blunder of all blunders militarily speaking because time is not on Putin's side right now um, the whole world is going to continue to turn on him especially if he does something as My as my concern is that you're right about the embarrassment that this is going to reflect upon Putin and that he might do something outlandish, like in the analogy we used earlier, guy uses a fight, shows up with a knife or a gun. Well, those are heavy artillery weapons, potentially including nukes for Putin. That makes me nervous about the choices that he's going to make going forward. Alex Berenson next. Keep hanging with us. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk.